freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. It's time to hear from the top Christian litigators in the nation who have come forward to tell us the truth and help us defend our faith. Hear ye, hear ye. All rise. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano is in session. Good Thursday morning from the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios in West Des Moines. I'm Deacon Mike Mano, and I'm here with Gina Noll. Gina, how are you this morning? I'm doing well, thank We've you. We've had a very busy week, and a lot of things have been happening. Yes, and there's a lot of legal activity going on. There but, are. A lot. the Supreme Court is not in session. We still have another month, don't we? Yeah, October. Starts in October. All first right. Monday in October. Looks but like the, they're lining things up already, though. They are. They are. We're going to talk today about this College of the Ozarks case. Uh, Julie Blake, who is senior counsel for ADF for um, regulatory litigation, is going to be joining us in a couple of minutes. She's going to talk about this. Uh, Oberlin, or not Oberlin, that's another story. Uh, College of the Ozarks. Uh, a Christian school a Christian in Missouri. School, uh, it lost the first round and second round, it looks like. Yes. So we'll talk, we'll talk to uh, Julie. I think they're going back to the uh, Court of Appeals, the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is where we are located in the Eighth Circuit, asking for a rehearing. So we will see what comes out of that. And we'll ask her. Yeah. We'll, we'll have her right here. <laughs> you know, it seems like it's a clear-cut case, and you and I were talking about it earlier, that it's in um, the Eighth Circuit, which mm-hmm. you would think they're they're pretty reasonable. Be a little more moderate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but um, they've been um, not allowed to keep their same-sex dorms. Right. The crux of the whole thing uh, has to do with transgenderism and all this other stuff, where the college of, uh, of the Ozarks is a Christian college, and they say, hey, in our dormitories and things like that, we want to be able to segregate the sexes. And that's, that's our belief. Well, the Eighth Circuit has said, no, you can't do that. That's against the law to do See, that. See, that, so. that seems, and the reason it's against the law, quote unquote, I mean, it's not against the law, but because they take federal funding, that right. the, the federal government is requiring them to have certain standards in their living arrangements and acceptability of individuals that have this identity uh, sexual identity crises. Right. Um, which seems like a clear-cut case to me. So I don't, I, it, to me, it reeks of exactly the same thing that the Little Sisters uh, fought against in the uh, Obamacare mandates. Right, I think that, so. And and so Julie will tell us. I mean, she'll be here in a minute. Yeah. We'll have a direct well, I'll be anxious her. to see how, she, how long it'll take or how long she thinks it'll take to get to the Supreme Court. Well, if the uh, a circuit's or a circuit, circuit hears the case with the full panel of judges and reverses the decision, it might not go to the Supreme Court. So we'll have to see. We'll have oh, to see. I hope that they win because this is just crazy that it uh, certainly people is. of faith cannot um, live their faith just because they want to educate the students in our educational And system. that's what's happening. And we see it all over, not only in the college level, but in the high school, grade school, and now creeping into preschools. Yeah, it's an ideology that um, really is offensive to a lot of uh, Christian uh, people of faith. Yet there are others that want to force that on us, not only to be tolerant of it, but to accept it and to accommodate it. And to practice it. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that's what the problem is. Do you have a prayer to open us up with this morning? I do. It's a prayer for peace today in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of peace, 
bring your peace to our violent world, peace in the hearts of all men and women, and peace among the nations of this earth. To your way of love, the, turn to your way of love to those whose hearts and minds are consumed with hatred. Strengthen us in hope and give us the wisdom and courage to work tirelessly for a world where true peace and love reign among nations and in the hearts of all. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. And we will be right back after these messages. The Christ Our Life Catholic Conference returns to Des Moines September 24th and 25th at Wells Fargo Arena. Discover world-class speakers, mass among thousands, and more. Visit ChristOurLifeIowa.com for tickets and information. ChristOurLifeIowa.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Mercy College of Health Sciences, where you can chart your course for more. Mercy College provides unparalleled clinical rotations, hands-on learning, accelerated education, and flexible schedules. Since 1899, Mercy College has been transforming students into healthcare professionals. Guided by Catholic values, our faculty put classroom theory into practice. Students are prepared for roles in service and leadership throughout their own careers. Learn more at mchs.edu. Mercy College of Health Sciences. mchs.edu. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. And we're back. This is Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. And with us right now is Julie Blake, who is the Senior Counsel for the Alliance Defending Freedom on Regulatory Litigation. How are you this morning? Great. Thanks for having me. Oh, certainly. Certainly. I want to talk to you about this case of the College of the Ozarks uh, and where it is at right now and what effect it may have on what other colleges are able to do. So uh, to begin with, what is the College of the Ozarks? Who are they? And uh, why are they litigating? So College of the Ozarks is a religious school in Missouri. Uh, It aims to provide a Christian education uh, in all ways about how the school operates, uh, to develop citizens with Christ-like characters, uh, but who are well-educated, hardworking, and patriotic. Uh, It actually doesn't charge tuition. It provides full scholarships and work opportunities to all students so that they can uh, live debt-free. And uh, in exchange, the college asks that students follow um, its code of conduct, respect its biblical beliefs. Um, the College of Ozark holds to a Christian belief that biological sex is not changeable, and it operates its dorms accordingly and expects students uh, to follow Christian teaching on sexuality and what it means to be a human person. Okay, and so how did they get into trouble? Well, if we so want to call the, it that, that <laughs> may not seem well, like trouble to us, but it's trouble, I guess, to other people. Uh, shortly after taking office, President Biden uh, issued an executive order uh, trying to redefine sex in all federal civil rights laws to address more than just whether someone's a man or a woman, but to address gender identity and sexual orientation. And That's a problem when it comes to the Fair Housing Act. The Fair Housing Act prohibits sex discrimination in housing, and that's been applied to college dorms uh, and restrooms. So by changing the law uh, from a law that protects women's equal opportunities uh, and making it one that addresses these new matters of gender identity and sexual orientation, uh, the federal government's trying to force schools to open girls' dorm rooms to males. Okay, let's... uh cover some ground that we've covered many times before, but maybe not all of our listeners understand this. 
uh, when they talk about sex discrimination or discrimination on the basis of sex, uh, there's been attempts over the years to legislatively change the definition of sex to include gender identity. But that has not been done yet. Is that correct? That's right. Um, Congress has chosen not to change these laws. This is only happening because of uh, federal bureaucrats in Washington. And so they're claiming to change the definition of what sexual discrimination is uh, and then pursue that against the college. This potentially affects not just College of the Ozarks, but all colleges uh, with some very limited exceptions that have uh, dorm rooms, restrooms, roommate assignments uh, on the basis of biological sex. Okay. So what is the upshot of the uh, litigation to this point? Well, College of Ozarks uh, said that this government overreach has to be stopped. Um, government officials are bound by the law and forcing religious colleges to allow men into girls' dorms that clearly violates the law. The government does not belong in our dorms. So College of the Ozarks uh, filed a federal lawsuit asking the government um, to, to be ordered by the courts uh, not, not to enforce this new policy. Um, the court case is right now um, at uh, the appeal stage in front of the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Eighth Circuit. That's a big regional appeals court that includes the state of Missouri. And, and Iowa, asked, by the way, we're in, in the, and uh, Iowa, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, ADF has asked the full appeals court to hear this case and review uh, this directive that uh, President Biden had issued as to housing. Okay, what is the current uh, situation with where the litigation is? I think that there was a, a hearing before the A Circuit, uh, what a three judge panel as they usually are, and there was a decision out of that. Yes, yeah, so that was a split decision. Uh, two of the judges said that they didn't want to review the government action um, and it essentially said, uh, come back when the government has imposed uh, fines and criminal convictions on the college. And one judge said that that was completely unfair and that the courts need to step in now uh, because all colleges are in this state of uncertainty where, you know, it's, it's almost darned if you do, darned if you don't you know, either knuckle under to what the government wants you to do or uh, potentially incur a lot of liability and um, legal risk that you have to pay fines, penalties, have investigations uh, down the road. And, and that judge uh, said that the college shouldn't be put to that choice. So we've asked all the judges on the court, uh, more than three, but all of them, to together hear the case, uh, step in, and uh, hopefully uh, restore the rule of law when it comes to these federal bureaucrats. So when the when the uh, entire court hears the case, if it does, well, let me ask you this first. Have you received, received any response back to your petition for an in-bank hearing? Not yet. And it's, uh, you know, entirely uncertain when we might uh, find out. But the fact that the courts uh, received it uh, last week from us and is thinking about it is a good sign because we hope that they'll uh, consider our case. Okay. So I take it there's no formal timeline here that it has to respond to you by, and if it's going to uh, have a hearing in Bonk, uh, timeline in which that is heard. That's right. Okay. It's uh, in the judge's hands right now. Okay. So this leaves, I'm 
sure a lot of colleges and schools around the country kind of in limbo. It does, and that's all the more reason why the courts need to step in and say, hey, none of this is the law. No one needs to comply with this. Julie, are there other cases like this um, percolating in other circuits around the country? Yes, so ADF is involved in um, a number of different cases that involve uh, redefining sex to reach new matters that the statutes um, never addressed, that Congress never voted on. And this is coming up in all sorts of different contexts, um, not just housing, um, but other matters, uh, athletic teams at colleges, universities, high schools, and more. Sure, um, it's Title coming IX. up in healthcare, uh, where doctors can't uh, use sex and instead have to treat patients based on gender identity. Uh, it's coming up uh, in employment, about employers being forced to cover uh, these uh, life-altering and dangerous procedures in their employee health insurance plans. And uh, all of these cases uh, are coming from a, a similar common problem, which is that the government thinks that it can change what it means to be a man or a woman. And if you don't have a, a correct understanding of what it means to be male or female, then you walk into a lot of these very complicated, difficult questions because the law was not meant to rest on uh these new concepts. Uh, instead, the law was meant to provide women equal opportunities to protect fairness, to respect biology, privacy, safety, um, and, and the best interests of everyone to participate equally in society. Oh, very well said. Um, so in a lot of these kinds of cases that we um, listen to or, or review here on our program, oftentimes they're because of uh, federal agencies rulemaking and not any legislation. So I guess the first thing when I read this case uh, and the details of it, it reminded me of the West Virginia EPA case where the Supreme Court said, absolutely not. This is a regulatory agency's overreach. Congress needs to, if this, if this it went far beyond what Congress had allotted in the law. It, would that be some sort of a precedent for the this particular ruling with by the Department of um, housing and urban development? Absolutely. And we cite that case to the court. In fact, um, before I joined ADF, I worked uh, in state government, including for four years for the state of West Virginia, where I was a small member on the big team that worked on that case. Good. And part of what we're doing at ADF, uh, me and my teammates, are trying to bring all of these precedents to bear, all of these rules that the government is bound by that have come up in lots of different other contexts where the government has gone too far, where its bureaucrats have overreached, and say, hey, all of these protections for limited government, the, the point of having them is to protect freedom, uh, you know, safety, privacy, dignity, uh, all of these concerns about uh, religious people, and, and more than religious people, just conscientious people who want to do what's best for women and girls and kids. And so what we're doing at ADF is bringing all of that to bear uh, to help stand for freedom um, against all of these different threats. Right. It also reminds me of the Little Sisters of the Poor and their uh, uh, Obamacare Their continued battle against Obamacare, right, yeah. Um, mandating that they uh, provide health care that isn't truly health care, in my opinion, um, um, and that violated their rights. Yeah, and President Biden uh, has announced that he intends to revisit and reopen those issues, too. And so ADF stands ready try and help everyone push back against this government overreach, which has to be stopped. Well, you're right there, and you're going to have a 
a lot of work on your hands, I think, because these people seem to be bound and determined to force these issues onto people and to say, basically, this is the way it is, and you just better like it and get along or get out of the arena. Right. And, and I would argue that I have not seen any cases where individuals who have um, gender dysphoria of some sort have been um, persecuted or even discriminated against by our Christian universities. And I think that they actually are treated with a great deal of respect and their needs and desires are being honored. It's more of a protection of um, the students who would like to maintain their own rights. I I think that's right. Um, Part of what's going on here is that um, students, teachers, college administrators, they shouldn't be required to affirm an understanding that's simply not true, an understanding that you, you can change who you are, that you can change your sex, whether you're male or female, as opposed to that being something really important about your identity and any efforts to try and change that, especially with dangerous, controversial, life-altering procedures, really aren't in your, um, your best interest. Um, and you know, not to mention the important secondary effects, because you know, the government really should not be forcing schools to, to open girls' dorm rooms to male. Young women should not be forced to share private space with men uh, based on these mistaken ideas. Right. And we're seeing, well, I can right off the top of my head, I've seen the news stories about the prison systems that are running into trouble because they're trying to honor this particular directive. Mm-hmm. And the women inmates are becoming pregnant now, and you yeah. wonder, they wonder why. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's just unbelievably, uh, um, there's not much compassion for anyone in uh, living up to these standards. Yeah, what's the future of this litigation, this type of litigation? Because we're going to see it not only with schools, we're going to see it in a lot of other areas. Uh, As you mentioned, we're going to see it in employment. We did in the the one case, uh, but we're going to see it in employment. We're going to see it in schools. We're going to see it uh, just about everywhere we go where there's this push to liberalize all these definitions and to accept the notion that uh, uh, sex can be changed at whim or gender can be changed at whim. You have your choice. You can be whatever you want today and something else tomorrow. Well, uh, that's what Alliance Defending Freedom, ADF, our organization is here for. We are here to stand for freedom uh, in every uh, one of these contexts, uh, you know, whether whether it's employment, schools, health care, uh, health insurance, colleges, athletics, um, that, that's what we're, we're doing. In the end, I think it's either up to Congress and the people to vote on and pass laws that uh, respect fairness and safety and that follow the Constitution. Uh, but if Congress doesn't step up, then ultimately uh, this is going to come down uh, to, the, to the U.S. Supreme Court. And, and more importantly, just to every person in America to, to stand for freedom and for what's right every day. You talk about what ADF is ready to help with. How do we get a hold of ADF if we need to? Uh, well, we have a website, adflegal.org, adflegal.org. Right. Lots of information about our cases and how to contact us. Very good. And I think there's also a a place on there where somebody can make a donation if they have some spare change that they want to pass on to you, because I know you can use it. Well, absolutely. We only do what we can do because of 
the sacrificial giving of many of our ministry friends. Very good. Uh, ADFlegal.org, right? ADFlegal.org. Very good. Julie, thank you for joining us today. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, we will keep you in our prayers and hope that uh, uh, you meet uh, with success with not only the College of the Ozarks, but all the other colleges and universities and, and entities that you're working with these days. Thank you for joining us today. God bless you, and we'll have you back. Thank you. We're going to take a short break right now. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Intervisions Healthcare, empowering men and women to make the most informed, life-affirming decisions for themselves and their families. Learn more at IVHcare.org. IVHcare.org. Thank you, Intervisions Healthcare, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Knights of Columbus Borman and Pfeiffer Agencies, serving the Catholic families in Iowa. The Knights of Columbus is a fraternal benefit society providing financial security to members and their families, specializing in life insurance, long-term care insurance, disability income insurance, and retirement annuities. And you can reach Knights of Columbus field agent Rob Ryan at 563-689-6801. That's 563-689-6801. Thank you and God bless. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. And we're back. You're listening to Faith on Trial and Iowa Catholic Radio. It's been an interesting discussion with Julie. Yeah, it made me think, you know, I, uh, I have a daughter who is going to go away to college next year so she's in the process of searching for universities and i have to this tell will you, be your second one now yes i got left, one so. through yes. now it's time for another one through um hopefully it's just as successful anyway well, as we look at universities you know i some of them we take right off the list like um somebody recommended a school the other day so i looked it up and the very first thing on there what you need to know about our university was that they had general or gender neutral bathrooms I just shut the web page. I was yeah. done. I was done. If that's the first thing a university is going to promote for as, to attract their students to that campus, that, that isn't something our family is interested in paying money for. Yeah, yeah you're just paying money uh, to have your daughter. Um, I know it's just preach too, to well, about other things. And you know, we talk about safety a lot, mm-hmm. especially going away to school. All the different scenarios and how to keep your feelers. Up and you know what to watch for and always be safe and help them be independent but safe and um, I think that's the first sign that it's they don't take the student safety very seriously. Yeah, in my a, opinion, a lot of things you're not taking seriously. And what's interesting to me, and this will come up in another uh, uh, program or another column that I'm writing. Uh, we're going to see where the people on the other side are pushing this ideology on people who don't want it, and they keep doing it. And what we have, not only with the uh, College of the Ozarks case, we have it with a case that this is going to be the first time you've heard this on the air in a, in a year or so, uh, Sweet Cakes by Melissa. Remember oh, that? Oh, sure, case? from Oregon. From Oregon. And that was where they shut down, literally shut down this bakery mm-hmm. because it would not bake a wedding cake for same-sex marriage. They said it was against their beliefs. And so they're, they're chasing these people literally out of business. Or they've chased them out of business. 
So they're going back to the Supreme Court now to try and get some vindication. So we'll know more in a little bit. Well, the anger against uh, Melissa and her family, mm-hmm. because it was a family bakery, right, it was. was so strong that they had to close up shop, mm-hmm. sell everything they had, and moved out of state. Move out of state. And the state of Oregon has still gone after them and demands... Um, uh, what a penalty, a fine for? Yeah, I think it's uh, they're at one hundred and thirty thousand or something. Yeah, like that, and right? so they're they're, they're fighting that in the courts. Thank God they have some <coughs> uh, wonderful yeah, attorneys. Yeah. Well, there's so, and there's more on that that we can talk about. But let's go to this uh, before we get out of here. Go to this uh, Oberlin College case. Oh, this is a rather interesting and kind of flaky case. But uh, well, let's see. Where's Oberlin College from? They're from um, yeah, Ohio. Oh, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I knew it was East Coast. I thought it was further east, but okay, in Ohio. So this uh, college um, had a few students who were in um, <laughs> a bakery that was more than a bakery. It was almost like a small um, a shop mm-hmm. that also um, baked items. And one of the uh, students was trying to buy alcohol there, underage, had a, dr- a driver's license or some kind of ID that was fake, and the person serving her said, I can't sell this to you. So um, uh, she had two friends with her that were shoplifting at the same time during this distraction with the ID. The owner called the police. The police came in and arrested them. Um, The school came back and said that was uh, racism. Accused him of racism, published flyers, sent him out throughout the communities, uh, bashing the bakery, canceled their contract for their cafeteria bakery items. Eventually, uh, the bakery won. It took three or four years. I yeah, think. the bakery won, and the people who were the, the shoplifters were convicted of shoplifting. Right, yeah. and they admitted, they admitted to their it. crimes. They, they did not think it was racially was one motivated. Of the, one of the uh, college officials, uh, the dean of students or something like that, was leading this charge exactly. against the, the school. Ultimately, the school was, uh, I think probably, uh, the bakery was pretty much bankrupt at the time, but the the school is going on its merry way, and uh, so the bakery sued, or what was left of the bakery sued the school. Right, and the school was ordered after a couple of, uh, <laughs> they finally settled after a couple of um, court levels. Mm-hmm. They, were fi- uh, they were settled for a $35 million, or $36.5 million uh, settlement. Which is a nice And the settlement. dean of students is left. no longer with the left. school. In She's the middle of all in, of this, she In Atlanta someplace at another school, she got out of it free and clear, and the school is left holding the bag. And I know that doesn't necessarily have anything to do with religious liberty, but it does say that um, being accused of these things that are um, not legitimate, not fair, um, that the courts can see beyond that and award uh, those that are hurt by it. Thou shalt not bear false witness. That is a religious Well, and what are the schools getting involved to, uh, you know, defaming a bakery. That's right. That's right. All right, it's just about out of time now. Let's end with their defender's prayer. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him. We humbly pray and do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who roam about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. That's it for today. We will see you again next week. In the meantime, have a blessing and peace Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano. 
Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and the Iowa Catholic Radio app.